Hello everyone, I'm Anastasia, um, the creator of the True Spectrum project and um, uh, warm welcome to our second episode. Uh, just as a reminder, our mission is to help you build the True Spectrum and also learn to expand it by actively listening to and engaging in a dialogue with uh, people from different backgrounds because it's very often the case that single narratives promoted by the media become the single source of truth, so to say, in our eyes. And uh, the goal of our project is to help you take advantage of the multicultural and diverse society we live in and uh, take advantage of stories of people around us. And today, Romana, our guest, will help us expand the true spectrum uh, with regard to uh, my or our home country, uh, Ukraine. And I'm very curious about the insights um, she will share with us. It's actually the first time of us meeting, uh, even though we worked in the same organization um, after the start of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. It was the Berlin Arrival Support, the organization that brought many people together and helped us to I think do a very powerful thing and we'll talk about it in detail. So thank you so much, Romana, for coming today and let's get started. And maybe by you just briefly introducing yourself and sharing some experiences of you living in Germany. And uh, yeah, part one, you and your story. Truth through my lenses. Yeah, thank you, Anastasia, for uh, offering me to do this interview today with you. So I studied in Germany for a while and it was my goal for many years. I studied German since I remember myself, I guess. Uh, so for a very long time and it happened that I um, apply for Erasmus program exchange and I got exception for the spring semester of the year 2022. And um, everything was already settled down that I'll arrive in Berlin in April and etc etc et but then a full-scale invasion started and I was thinking of canceling the whole program the whole thing but because yeah I felt that it's not right to be somewhere else not in Ukraine at that very specific moment but um, in the end I decided to go because there were a lot of opportunities to volunteer in Berlin and uh, yeah I will be useful with my knowledge of German, of English there. So I just decided to to go at the end. And yes, in the beginning of uh, April until the July, yeah, till the end of July, beginning of, of August, I was a part of Berlin Arrival Support. And then after a short break, I come back to Germany because I was offered to stay for one more semester there as a part of my exchange. So I just continued working with Berlin Arrival Support uh, quite often, almost all days of the week. Um, yeah, and it's became really important part of my life. Thank you for sharing. Um, I also feel like for me, it's a bit different story, but it also became an important part of my life. And even though I did not spend that many days there, but it was just juggling between work and studies and yeah. other volunteering projects. But I feel like this was the organization that brought so many people with so many different schedules, also from so many different countries together. And for me, it was um, also one of the places where I could kind of feel that 
there is like the, these two realities because I moved to Germany before uh, the war started. So for me, it was very weird to experience it in a way that it's something from the news, something distant, even mm. though it's happening in my country. And I kind of felt like there is like one reality and then there is my reality. And I really wanted to see my other reality. So the, the one where war exists and that's why I went there. And I feel like for me, this experience there was like, a mixture of two realities. What was it for you? Oh yeah, it's really interesting that you mentioned these two uh, dimensions, two realities, because for me, like, now I'm also studying abroad, already not in Germany, uh, but it's also really weird feeling and it feels like li only life in Ukraine is real. And when I arrived to um, uh, to Germany in April 2022. Uh, before that, I spent a couple of weeks in Kyiv, in my uh, home city, and then with my family, we moved to Lviv, where I also volunteered a bit. And of course, even in Lviv, more or less peaceful place, life feels completely different, even back then. And then I arrived to Germany and uh, like attended some classes as part of my exchange, of course, I attended university, etc. And uh, yeah, of course, people asked about Ukraine, about how my family is and uh, was and uh, some other questions about the ongoing full scale invasion. But the only place where I can actually where I could actually feel the reality was a railway station where I volunteered, where I contacted some other Ukrainians who just escaped from Ukraine, some volunteers, some Ukrainians who had, who had been living there for a while in Berlin already. Um, and yes, uh, it was um, the only one place where I like actually felt that people care about what's going on in Ukraine and they're not just asking, yeah, how is your family? Like, my family is all right, but it doesn't mean that the whole country is all right. Mm. Mm. Yeah, very nicely said. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. Um, a bit different question in different direction, because since, um, especially in the beginning of uh, such big and terrible things like invasion of another country, um, there is a lot of uh, misinformation being spread and uh, I feel like it's the case in any country, not just Germany or not just our country. Uh, but also there are sometimes just single narratives being spread, for example, generalizing that like what, with, with regard to many different things. And then you kind of feel a bit weird because you see the, the issue from the inside. Uh, were there any like misinformation or um, single narratives that you encountered while um, you were living through this, um, yeah, through the beginning of this uh, war? Um, yes, but I'd say that it mostly was um, in the like academia area in like everywhere around university because. Um, I can judge the situation in the uh, Berlin Railway support environment or like around the uh, how, uh, railway station because there we uh, at the very beginning we mostly just work. So you mentioned that you already uh, you also attended uh, Berlin Railway support and like uh, uh, Hauptbahnhof. I, 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 sorry, I will call it Hauptbahnhof because it's just more common just not to say railway station but like Hauptbahnhof. Uh, so um, 
but there were so many people that we we didn't manage to talk to each other at all and it was just like working uh, small conversations about how to lead someone to France and how to help someone translate something in bank, for example. But in university, of course, I, I had more time to talk to people. And since I'm studying, I was studying history and political, social science. We talked about Ukraine, of course, a lot about the whole political situation since uh, 2014 and earlier. And I got a lot of questions, uh, especially uh, during one of my classes, which was dedicated to memory studies, and um, we covered um, memory studies of Ukraine and in Ukraine as well. And I got so many questions about Bandera, uh, whether he was really a Nazi and uh, everything about Owen Upa. It was such a common per, uh, question. And um, yeah, those things are, were just spread by Russian propaganda, definitely. And, you know, sometimes you know the phrases so well that they are not just like made up by those people. They heard it somewhere and they just decided to share those information with me. And I was like constantly saying like, no, it's not like that. Please educate yourself a bit and you, you can find the through information, uh, it's available. Don't just believe anything you hear from especially Russian-speaking communities in Germany. Uh, so yeah, and about, uh, in particular about uh, situations uh, at Hauptbahnhof, I won't say uh, that there was any misinformation uh, or single narrative anything you can think of, but maybe I'll remember and I can come back a bit to this topic later. If I'll remember yeah, something. Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, would you say there were any single narratives you heard um, about Ukraine, which your story contradicts? Well, um, my story in particular, I, I won't say that, but uh, actually, I have heard one like good, good in in a good way, a single-sided narrative about Ukraine, about Ukrainians, uh, that um, some people in Germany they were surprised that Ukrainian refugees actually were really were trying to. Um, uh, to learn the language pretty quickly and to start working and it was well pretty single single sided narrative and it was true and they were um, deeply surprised by that that people not just was were sitting there waiting for for money from the German government they were uh, constantly in search of work even though some of them were pretty bad in learning languages because of the age or other different other other problems, um, their personal problems. Um, yeah, and in spite of all of that, um, everyone was in search of uh, jobs. And it was also covered in media, I remember, with some statistics that it's just, it's not just people who are like sitting here and taking our money, they're also bringing something to the economy. Um, yeah. It's very interesting and I feel like now it's very weird to observe but I feel like the narrative is changing a bit in a different direction and I feel like it's uh, always very very hard to just accept that there are different people always in different situations and just 
not judge them in a good or in a purely good or purely bad way. But yeah. Yeah, especially because sometimes bad things are like more well remembered when you have like one example of bad behavior of like, like you know several category of people, you'll judge the whole category that way lately. Yes. Yes, for sure. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about media. Uh, do you feel like uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine uh, is sufficiently covered by the German slash Western media? Um, unfortunately, no, it's never enough of coverage of the whole the full scale uh, invasion. And um, at the very beginning, during the first months, it was covered better, definitely. But uh, even in July, August uh, 2022, I got some questions. Oh, it's still uh, worth there are you still fighting oh my god i uh, i've almost forgot about it because um like our group of volunteers we sometimes like went somewhere together as a group of volunteers sometimes even in our west like after the shift and uh, people asked questions of course oh what are you doing why are you wearing those vests oh ukraine interesting why are you still there okay so and it's getting just worse of course uh because people have their own problems and now it's like palestine and israel conflict which is like more visible in uh, western media uh of course people still talk about ukraine but also it's sometimes like one one-sided discussions and it's usually when uh, even we're even uh, when we are talking about just um definitions uh, war, a full-scale invasion of Russia in Ukraine, usually called by like uh, called by like Putin's war or conflict in Ukraine, and it's really important to name things with their own names. It's not just Putin's war. It's not just Putin fighting against the whole country, and it's also like changing points of view of Westerners, of Western readers, subscribers to those news because they believe that there are a lot of good Russians who didn't know anything and they can like they they don't have anything to do with the war and that's not true and i i heard this thoughts a lot even among volunteers who are not ukrainians who are just like consuming just western news um yeah, yeah. I feel like it's also um, very dangerous, uh, what you mentioned, assumption uh, to make that uh, all Russians are good because it's again, it like it uh, just devalues the, the another assumption that all people are different. And if you just think, yeah, it's Putin's war, then you separate one person from the whole nation. And yeah, uh, yeah it's a bit uh, disturbing. And also, I, what I noticed particularly in German media, because um, in Germany, I think it's grammatically correct to say war in a country where the war takes place. So they have like Krieg in the Ukraine. Krieg in the Ukraine. And then, uh-huh. yeah, and then I'm studying in an um, English uh, program. So uh, all professors who are German would translate it to Ukrainian war. And it yeah. kind of felt so wrong because mm-hmm. like, Ukraine never started the war, yeah. and not re- like it's not the desire, and it's kind of associated with the war more than Russia. So I kind of can can relate to what you just 
said. Yeah, I also struggled a lot with the term uh, full-scale invasion, uh, translating this term to the German language because they don't have like this phrase at all. And uh, some people are also from my study said like, yeah, yeah, I visited Russia, but don't worry, it was before the war. I said like, yeah, before 2014, I mean, and they were like, no, 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 I mean like, mm, in i don't know 2019 or 2020 guys were were there before 2022 yeah i feel like it also speaks to the question of uh, the coverage in the media because it was more covered after like basically only covered after 2022 and after 2014 it was just like popping up sometimes but never really fully covered well yeah well it was covered but People just forget things pretty easily. I remember uh, it was my, I guess, one of first European trips in 20, uh, in uh, May uh, 2014, and I was with a like um, small pin of Ukrainian um, flag in my backpack, so people like noticed that and asked questions as well. Oh, you are from Ukraine? Interesting. What's happening there? But I was wearing the same pin years after, also traveling through Europe, and no questions were asked because, yeah, uh, if it's not covered in the media, like there is no pure interest in those activities usually. So, yeah, the whole yeah. nine-year experience of Ukraine uh, being at war uh, was omitted from media. Unfortunately. Part two, global dialogue. Bridging the divide. Um, so coming back to the single narrative topic, how do you actually react when you hear them being spread? Uh, do you contradict uh, them or do you sometimes just choose to ignore and not step into the discussion? Um, normally I'm trying to contradict them because as a, it's kind of my role as a Ukrainian abroad to spread my point of view and point of view of most of Ukrainians. So I, I have to contradict because, again, sometimes it's just uh, <laughs> those inform those kind of information are just, just child of Russian propaganda. So I, I have to contradict, but sometimes, of course, I just don't have enough strength to explain people all the same information like all over and over again. Um, but usually, Usually I do contradict to such information. And I remember also when I just arrived to Berlin and I met my groupmates for the first time and uh, topic of Ukraine, of course, arised. And uh, we were sitting at the big table, not round, but just a really long table. And uh, I was talking about something about just basic things like very beginning of full-scale invasion and everything like all this Putin speeches which were right before the full-scale invasion and they were listening really like thoroughly I was like an expert sitting there talking to them uh, back then but yeah usually I mean I am only happy to share any kind of information and for some people other Ukrainians like myself might be the only source of information because they won't Google that by, by themselves. They are not that interested, but when it's a personal story of another human being, another student like themselves, it's more interesting for them sometimes. Yeah, just easy, easier to understand to somebody else who is just like the same age as they are. 
and yeah, with some personal stories, I'm gladly share history of Ukraine, today's political situation and everything. Sometimes I can just start, start talking about it even too much. So yeah, but nobody stops me. So I guess they, they are fine with that. Sounds good. <laughs> it's also actually visible from the uh, article I read about you, um, because that's how I found out about your personality and on Berlin Arrivals Sport uh, website and um, slash Instagram, uh, because you answered with so much detail and with so much passion. And you also participated in uh, speeches uh, in the protest. And these are really powerful actions and for sure they make a positive impact. But I feel like there is also a dilemma which is related to raising awareness about the global issue, especially a sensitive issue in your country. Uh, because on the one hand, it is, as you said, it's like a duty, a responsibility of a Ukrainian abroad or any other person abroad who, whose uh, country uh, is going through hard times to spread awareness. But on the other hand, um, for you as a person who lives in these two parallel realities, it's hard to always be willing to explain. And it's hard because at some point you feel like you're only related to this like issue and not and not, you're you're kind of losing your personality or something because you're just get talking about this, getting associated with this. People only ask you about this. And also at the same time, you also have this personal connection. So something might be going on on the personal level. It's not just about news for us, for people um, uh, like us. So uh, would you say that it is really a responsibility and something people should always like say and like always strive to do to um, uh, educate others? Or is it also fine just to like take a break from from it all or do you think that there is like no really right choice in this kind of dilemma well of course it's difficult dilemma it depends on person and on uh, his or hers uh, own like feelings and what uh, how how this person is related to the whole events uh, her, her himself and yeah of course we can't force everyone to do so but it's just nice thing and life is much more stable for us for ukrainians in europe than in ukraine for ukrainians in ukraine actually and we have some more time to think about it of course like educating everyone not the best thing to do because sometimes it's we are just forcing them to learn something about ukraine when they are not willing to do so by themselves but Again, we are the we could be this loud voice uh, which can change something. And usually, usually I don't mind uh, talking to people uh, about Ukraine, about my personal story, but not as not as when it's just like uh, re retelling one story all over and all over again. Uh, that's why I'm not really <laughs> happy to meet a lot of new people at once. Um, because it's getting difficult, of course, but um, normally I, I don't mind 
sharing my story and but also like being just the only one source of information it might be a bit annoying i remember i left last year i left uh, to ukraine for christmas holidays and one friend of mine text from germany texted me oh when you're coming back we need our updates uh, about situation in ukraine guys <laughs> are you missing me or are you just missing some updates you can google it you know it's also a possibility um but um i still think that well if you can share your story and if you are abroad and if you are not i don't know don't have other current problems you you should you are really welcome to talk about ukraine to europeans to anyone who who you met there and just spread awareness it's really i can't force anyone but really recommended to do so. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, thank you for sharing your view on this question. Could you also share with us uh, your experience of giving a speech on a, a protest? Yeah, of course. Um, so last year I was asked to, to speak uh, during the <laughs> protest, during the um, um, protest on 24th of um, of February, on the anniversary, if we can call that, of the beginning of full-scale invasion. Yes, and I talked there as a representative of Berlin Arrival Support. Um, it was really a short speech because um, everyone had like, I don't know, five up five to ten minutes. There were a lot of speakers, representatives from different organizations, from other volunteering organizations, and of course, speech speakers from uh, Vicha who organized the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, I shared a bit of information about how many people actually worked in our Berlin arrival support and how, he, how we worked during the first months of full-scale invasion and that we actually worked 24-7 and there was there were always someone on site and uh, there were like super international community not only from Ukrainians and Germans but sometimes people even arrived to Berlin specifically to volunteer during their holidays and they also stayed there 24-7 almost, um, yeah, and of course, I also asked everyone to donate at least, at least small amount of money, everything we can ask is to donate at least, like, I don't know, amount of uh, money which you normally pay for coffee, it's not that much, but it might be really helpful for Ukraine, for our defenders and for refugees as well. Uh, because we also collected donations for, for them back then. And yes, and um, when, I, when I held this speech, it was, we were, we were the, the whole demonstration was closer to Alexanderplatz in Berlin and we were like, moving. And I remember really clearly, and I guess I will always remember this feeling when after the speech, uh, I, uh, I speak in, in English the whole, the whole speech <laughs> sorry for tautology and then uh, at the end of it i said slavo green and like the, the whole square replied her i'm slava it's really um impressive um thing i yeah uh, it was really interesting experience mm. yeah i feel like it's it's 
it was really about like sense of unity and this kind of events too. So um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing with us your experience. And thank you actually for doing this nice things and for um, being always there to um, help people expand their true spectrum actually when it comes to the full scale invasion of Ukraine. And um, yeah, uh, what can uh, also be discouraging for some people when they share their story is when um, other people participating in a conversation are not very mindful. For example, they switch the topic too abruptly or ask too personal questions sometimes or are just generally insensitive or not really listening to you, but just try to like take the small pieces of your speech and confirm what they already know or, or what they want to believe and like could you just give um, maybe advice on how to mindfully engage in discussions uh, uh, on such important issues mm -hmm. um, yeah it's really difficult because you sometimes you don't know those people's backgrounds and yeah I learned a lot of uh, a lot about this communication also during volunteering because there were different people from different places from Ukraine, we uh, we met people from Mariupol, from Bucherpin, right after the occupation of um, Kyiv region, and yeah, they were fleeing to Germany. Uh, also, some people from more or less uh, peaceful parts of Ukraine, and you never know what's the story behind of the person. So, um, in those situations, sometimes it's just good just to listen and not to ask too many questions and people will share if they want and sometimes it's just enough to ask uh, whether those people are okay or not and by this question you have to really mean this question because it's so common thing uh, in Europe to ask uh, hi how are you just just to ask it just like a continuation of word hi and um it's a bit annoying because everyone just replying all right and usually it's not really truly all right and um, if you if, if person would ask those the, uh, those questions and will really mean it yeah I guess it's the just the best uh, way to 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 make this conversation in general and um, yeah also I feel like the question about family is the second most popular question after that. Mm, are you all right? Oh no, are you all right? And not meaning it. Uh, second one, oh, uh, okay, so there is still war. Uh, the third one, how's your family? And yeah, this the family question is really annoying for me because again, as I mentioned, my parents are okay, my relatives are fine, but a lot of my friends are in the front line. Uh, some people already uh, were killed by Russians, like friends of mine, and uh, I know people from cities which were destroyed already. And yeah, if your family is all right, uh, it uh, doesn't mean that everything is fine and you're like you can live your peaceful life in Europe and yeah yeah I'm I'm sorry to hear about it and I also can relate to this uh how's your family question because on the one hand you understand that usually people they don't mean anything bad or anything deep but also I had situations when my family would go through difficult times and then I would be like 
yeah, they're kind of all right, but then it's still a small talk, so you still can't really like discuss everything and it doesn't it also feels like very out of this reality to discuss it so i kind of feel yeah. like it's a good t uh, advice not to ask questions you don't really have capacity to listen to answers to or yeah. which are not that appropriate in that moment so choosing the right moment to speak yeah it's actually difficult to cover topic of uh, war in ukraine as a small talk because if you're actually interested in the topic it's it's not a small talk anymore and sometimes uh, like you can't handle the topic because you don't know again the back uh, backgrounds of of people and you don't know where this conversation will lead you um so yeah treating it as a small talk it's also maybe not the best way but again here's you know you never you never know how to act and uh, what to do the best so the be the best thing you can do is listen to people's stories and just like try not to not to not to offend anyone not to ask something like judge the judgmental and yeah 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 i think it's a good idea because i also even though like i kind of felt that I myself I don't know what's right like especially in the beginning when everyone is confused and I kind of feel disturbed by some questions but I don't know what is the alternative and then I was also having a roommate at the time who a flatmate at the time who was uh, from Iran and I think several months after the full-scale invasion of Ukraine the uh, protests in Iran started and I mm -hmm. kind of found myself in this situation when I kind of I want to know how is the person doing, but I yeah. don't find words apart from how are you doing. And mm -hmm. uh, I think it, what what you're sharing is sounds very, um, very actually simple, but also very powerful to just listen to people and let them decide how much they want to share. Yeah. Uh, what would you say was uh, your biggest learning from all these experiences uh, we talked about? Hmm. Mm, it's really tough to to decide. Um, I I don't really know what was the most important, what was the most powerful, because uh, this volunteering for uh, for the period of time when I what I spent in, in Germany, uh, it just became part of of me, and I don't know I what was the most most important. Um, I guess, yeah, maybe just this uh, thought that they're really different people with their different stories and everyone had their own uh, their own story to share and you have to help them as much as you can if you if you're capable of doing so and never judge anyone after like the first conversation i would say because i met so many different people ukrainian refugees and uh, also volunteers and yes i don't know some something like that i guess in, in general, it was really important um, 
experience and I guess it shaped me somehow as a person probably. Um, yeah, and I, I guess if I'd had the possibility, uh, um, I'd do the same probably uh, once, once again. And um, now I just like last last month I just moved to uh, Scotland for the next couple of months just for my studies, and I'm looking forward to find uh, like volunteering opportunity here. Uh, of course, nothing nothing related to refugees uh, uh, is opened here anymore because most like most of people already settled down so maybe something else i know there are some there are several ukrainian organizations within my university and in the city in general so i guess i'll join them at some point uh but yeah i can't imagine anything else that um that's important in my life as a as this um volunteering experience in germany mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. It sounds very nice. Good luck with uh, the future projects and uh, experiences. Um, could you please come up with uh, one one word which would represent uh, your story? One word. Hmm. For example, freedom, courage, determination. Hmm. Maybe determination maybe courage i actually don't really like when this word is like is being used that often because courage pe people who are at the front line they're courageous and what's our courage about like being somewhere else not even in ukraine volunteering a lot of course it's important but what's that courageous about it uh, and yeah i know this like whole media campaign of uh, brave to be ukraine and all these nice slogans it's really really great for promoting ukraine but i can't relate that like everyone is that brave maybe the determination will uh, fit better mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for uh, choosing the word. Uh, it's actually uh, it's for the name of the story. So there is like uh, mm -hmm. each episode is named the story of and then story of something. And I actually in the beginning when you were introducing yourself and sharing about your experiences, I kind of had this thought that it kind of seems like the story of determination because you were just like I did this and this and this and it just felt like you were so determined and I uh, yeah I actually I just uh, it, this were random words as example in my notes so it's not like I <laughs> specifically put this and I feel like yeah it's it really does describe your story and yeah your commitment um yeah part three creating synergy connecting to the cause Was there a special uh, experience at the Berlin Arrival Support or another organization where, where you felt the, a strong connection with people of various nationalities or backgrounds who were uh, united uh, by just contributing to your cause? Um, I can say that uh, in Berlin Arrival Support was like that almost every single day because Again, we were super international community, about 45% of our volunteering staff, if I can say so, were Ukrainians at the very beginning, then there were bits of 
less of us on site, but it was really interesting community and uh, um, sometimes people who came there to volunteer, they uh, they knew only English and some other volunteers were only German speakers and they all were trying to help Ukrainians who usually just, just speak Russian or Ukrainian or just Ukrainian. And it was uh, really interesting to and really inspiring, I would say, to see how uh they in spite of their like lacking of language skills were still trying to help um and yeah i remember oh also i remember one interesting story about a young lady she was from the Carpathia region and um uh, she's part of uh, roma minority and uh, she speaks only uh, hungarian and it's well, it's really difficult language, so nobody from our like, cohort, from our community couldn't understand her because sometimes when it's like some some of Slavic languages, you can assume something uh, like, like also um, if it could be, I don't know, Dutch or something like that, German speakers would guess what, what she's talking about, but she was speaking only Hungarian and it was like a big group of people standing around her trying to translate it via Google Translator, nothing works, she couldn't explain anything, she lost her phone, it was um, kind of a uniting thing, but actually um, every single day with those amount of people who arrived, we were uh, working like one organism and you at the like first months uh i didn't know uh much about uh my colleagues if i can call them that way we were just working no time for talking for our uh, uh, small talks it just your work as your commun community <laughs> it's your yeah it's just just um help um just your help what's what's matter then uh, and no no other things were important rather than just helping new arrivals and yeah i can say that every single day i i faced this this unity of different of different people with different backgrounds who never i'm not sure that all of them actually heard about ukraine before the full-scale invasion because they were like there were some elderly people elderly yeah from germany for example or some students who arrived to erasmus as myself to berlin just for their studies and they just like arrived and oh oh my god whole whole news were about ukraine everything was about ukraine and yeah they also joined our volunteering group uh, so yeah I still end about the. You mentioned something about uh, what was the end of the question. I had I had a good thought about it. What was the last couple of words? But I forgot what I wanted to add to that. What was the last phrase? It was uh, like about the time where when you felt um, a strong connection with people of various nationalities who oh, yeah. were coming to your cause. Yeah, right. Uh, I wanted to add that I still have this strong connection with them. Actually, we're still in good contact, uh, even though I left, um, uh, yeah, 
last February, so almost a year ago already. And we're still um, keeping in touch with each other. And uh, yeah, today is one of our volunteers' birthday. I congratulated him. They also texted me on my birthday. And uh, sometimes I still got questions about some uh, Ukrainian laws and how it works with like us leaving the country or entering the country, some passport situations and uh, yeah some difficulties with visas and yeah it's um i mean i guess i guess it's con connection i hope that uh, those are connections for life and i'm really looking forward to visit my friends and colleagues from berlin arrival support this summer yeah and i'm planning to stay there maybe for a week just to 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 meet them once again because i miss them a lot and yeah i was planning to do so even earlier, but unfortunately didn't manage to do so. Thank you so much for sharing so many nice and heartwarming stories, which actually occurred in such actually terrible, terrible dark times. Um, it's, it's really, really nice that you made these connections. And it actually, it reminded me of um, one of my insights that I once had after reading a very uh, weird article which had a lot of single narratives and I also think misinformation in there. In there, I felt like uh, if there was a person who uh, actually have in any way connected to Ukraine and to events that are happening there and to people, for example, through vol volunteering on Hauptbahnhof, uh, they would have never written such weird and n not true stories and i just i wish that people sometimes just like get out of their bubble and i feel like it's so nice that berlin arrival support was a chance for many to get out of their bubble and also as you said even coming from different cities because it is it is a huge help for ukraine but it's also very helpful i feel like for people who are doing it because they're developing a lot of skills and a lot of chances to critically think and it's like then when you watch news, you don't see them as the single truth anymore because you saw the reality and you actually didn't even need to leave the country. So it's it's very powerful what you said. Uh, what you said. Thank you so much. Um, what were, uh, where or are the examples of smallest smallest actions that one could take to connect uh, with your cause? Well, the smallest action for anyone is just you know, i won't even mention donating money as a smallest section but i guess the smallest section is just um uh, uh be involved and share the true information yeah check the sources and just share the this info with your friends and like keep ukraine in the um in your discussions still like, make it the topic make the topic visible and yeah i also share a lot of info uh, in english in my instagram because i know that i have few followers uh, from europe from abroad just not from ukraine but uh, it's really nice when i saw them reposting my stories about something what's happening in ukraine and uh, it's always nice that they care and they uh, can also spread it among their uh, friends in their own bubble and that's how actual information is spreading and the same with 
some donations and funds if you'll donate just one euro which is like one third of your morning coffee probably it will make difference so mm -hmm. those are just like little small tiny things i would say but they're important indeed yeah yeah for sure uh i feel like especially uh, like especially important is what you mentioned the, the first like of course both are important but staying informed because it's also something that has a very like multiplying effect because as you as you said uh you just share information with other people on instagram or whenever and then people can then share with their audience and then it kind of gets gets more and more um and i feel like it's also not just about media but also about different organizations and uh for example like brilliant arrival support that can help one to connect with the cause and could i ask you to recommend some kind of uh organizations or educational websites or also media sources uh, which would help people to uh, get to know more about Ukraine and also prevent the, this uh, misinformation uh, in the, mm -hmm. what which is happening. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, so um, there are a lot of media nowadays uh, and um, one of my no not, not favorite but I, i'm following them it's and it, uh, they have information in ukrainian in english and german many other languages it's uh ukrainer if you know about them they are sharing uh the news from Ukraine as well, and they're also making small uh, small videos about some uh, cultural traditions and also about history of Ukraine, sharing it in different languages. They have different accounts also in social media in, in those languages with translated information. It's really interesting just to read. Not It's not just only about news, so it's a bit of entertainment as well. Um, so... Mm, it's usually interesting for Europeans just to, to know some some more fun facts, if I can say, call them that way. Uh, also, um, on the platform United24, sometimes they also not only spread the information about donations, but also about the ongoing situation in Ukraine. Uh, of course, if you're a Ukrainian native speaker or if, or if you're learning Ukrainian, there are much more interesting things, things to read. And it's also really, it was really nice that uh, quite a lot of our volunteers um, attended Ukrainian classes and they were trying to, to learn at least some Ukrainian, which was super nice for them and of course helpful during their work. But also now it's helping them to to be engaged in the like whole situation by reading articles um, and news and yeah well for uh, inhabitants of Berlin um, um, information from Vichy Berlin I still I'm still sub subscribed to them now they are not that visible in media not that active as before but still they are providing. Um, info about the ongoing situation and about uh, upcoming events uh, about Ukraine. Also, sometimes they're also um, sharing interviews with different people, also with translation to German or English. Yeah. Mm. Thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate it. And I'm, I'm sure that uh, those followers of our project who are curious to get to know more, 
will also appreciate your advice. And thank you so much for coming and for sharing uh, your story of determination and also all of your great experiences in this, unfortunately, not great times. And I'm sure that because of people like you, this not great, great times will pass. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming. And I wish you all the best and nice a nice evening. <laughs> Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for the opportunity to remind myself about this whole experience and to talk about it a bit for the broader audience. Thank you.